All right, what's up? This is the Real Deal Podcast. Uh, Manny Marshall, and uh, it's almost ten o'clock on Friday evening, and we are kind of in the middle of nowhere. Well, I guess it's by University of Delaware, so maybe it's the middle of nowhere, but it feels like the middle of nowhere. And I'm with um, some of the guys from Infamous, uh, Kevin Callie Rudolph. Hey, what's up, guys? Gray Sewers. Hello. And uh, Nikki Cuba. Yolo. <laughs> you know, you guys are infamous, and um, you know you guys are at the top. And everyone's trying to tear you down now. And um, how does that make you guys feel, Nikki? Love it. You've been here before. You know, been here before. I mean, a couple times. This is though. why you play sports. This is why you play. You know, competitive team sports is to uh, be at the top and have everyone and their mothers trying to just tear you down. You know, you want that. You know, it gives you that drive when you're in practice, when you're in the weight room and training that you know you know that everyone's on your heels and wants to be better than you but you want to be better than them so you just keep on pushing yourself and pushing yourself to strive and be better so i mean i, I see that in these two guys every time that we go to practice you know we get on the field we're there and we're working together and grinding and you know stay as late as possible shoot as much pain as we can and uh help each other out as much as we can and I think that's why our team's succeeding right now is because we have such a good relationship with everyone on the team. There's not any of uh, that petty bullshit that goes on. You know, we're uh, a close-knit group of guys that has come together and really, you know, everyone's got their own role, everyone's their own person, and everyone fits into our gears, you know, so to speak, and our machine. Um, and you know we form Voltron and we go out there and smash people. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the head? Who's the head? Yeah, you I know, mean, like Wu Tang used to say, we form like Voltron, mm-hmm. and the Riz is the head. Who's I the mean, head? we got Travis. He's our captain. He's our he's our our uh, our owner. He's our captain. He's our leader. He's uh, he's our rock man. He's our guy that keeps us all in check. You know, because all of us get a little wild. All of us get a little crazy. people off the break, man. <laughs> that he does. Dude is a machine right now. Goofiest way possible. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we always say, though, who gives a shit what it looks like? Just yeah, get it done, so man. He doesn't know what a left hand is. <laughs> need it, apparently. No, nope, <laughs> he doesn't. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's just uh all-around great guy. You know, he goes at bat for us with our sponsors. we got great sponsors that back us, Empire and... RPS and Axe and all those guys. And uh, Travis is that guy that, you know, got all of us. Um, I've been on the team for three years, and when we had uh, Greg and Callie on the team, and then me and Travis were talking in the offseason about who we need to pick up because we knew John was retiring. And uh, we'd been, you know, searching throughout the year on the guys that we wanted, and we'd seen talented players on Chicago. And... Uh, we were, you know, going to pick a couple guys here and there, and then they were falling apart, and it was like, kind of like the same thing that was happening at the beginning of Infamous, or not beginning of Infamous, but the beginning of when I came on, when Aftermath was coming over, and we grabbed Bobby, and we were supposed to grab Mouse and Pinky and all these guys, and then something happened, but we wound up keeping, you know, who we needed to keep, you know, it was uh, Bobby and Marcello, um, and it was just a great fit. For this year, grabbing the guys that we grabbed, the the, the blue collar balls, as you know, I, I call them. You know, they're hard workers. They want to go out there and they want to win because they were in the same situation that Greg was in, 
and I think Cali had already won an event, but these guys didn't really win events, you know, at well, an event in the big league, like as we call it, PSB, mm -hmm. which is where all the big boys play and all the, the top dogs. And um, Shark Tank, dude. Yeah, and, and it's the hardest place to win. So these guys were just hungry, very hungry, calling me up, let me know how much they want to play, how much they want to train. And uh, that to me gave me new life, you know, gave me new energy to you know, work out harder and train harder. And well, and you also, I mean, you had a knee injury. You still have a knee injury, right? I mean, it hasn't yeah. fixed yet. No, I got a torn MCL. Yeah. But the doctor said, you know, okay, you can play on it. They said you could, you know, get a surgery or you could play on it. You know, it's your choice. I said, well, you're giving me a choice. Like, so what does that mean? He's like, well, you can play on it. And I was like, well, I'm playing on it, you know. But I'll get really, surgery in the off season, or it really hasn't maybe held, not. held you back. I mean, honestly, I think all three of you are playing some of the best paintball I've ever seen in your own way. I mean, you know, I mean, Callie, you you were really good when you were a front player back in the day. Um, you've morphed into, I want to get to that in a little bit, but, you know, I mean, you guys are, I don't want to jinx you guys or anything, but Jesus, <laughs> I ha we have to talk about it because it is what it is. Let's all knock on some wood real quick. But, um, but, uh, but that being said, um, you know, it's important because people out there, you know, I think each one of you has, has, uh, you know, like Nikki, for instance, I always use you as an example because you've really turned your weaknesses into your strength over your long career. And, you know, Sewers, a lot of people have been talking about how good, oh, this kid's going to be good, this kid's going to be good, this gonna was the operative word, you know, and, and it took you a long time to, now, I mean, you only are 23 years old, but <laughs> you've been in the game for a while and at the, at the top for a, while, for a while, playing for a lot of big teams, but um, really haven't fulfilled your potential like you are now. And then, you know, Callie, you know, you were a front player for a long time, but now you're like a rock solid, you know, you're like one of the most consistent dudes in the league, you know, and you're playing that, that two, that three spot, you know, mm -hmm. you're backing up guys like, you know, the front, the front players now. Yeah. So, and that's a big transition. Some people can yeah. never do that. You know, like Brandon Short's in the middle of that transition. He's having a pretty good um, tournament right now, but it's, it's taken a while to kind of get his legs underneath him. So, you know, so Nikki, I mean, when you were on, when you first found an excessive, I mean, you were really hard to coach you know i mean because you didn't take criticism very well and i uh, thought that you know you were real stubborn and um and uh but over time and this is very rare because it's really fucking hard for people to do this but you somehow in your mind went from being a really inconsistent player who would have played a 10 and 2 you know to being that one of the most clutch guys in the game you know when you when, when you kind of went to the iron where, where did that catalyst happen what happened in your head I think it was just, uh, you know, that, that whole time on excessive, you know, I got to give Rich Shelford credit, I got to give you credit, got to give Davey credit for beating me down, you know, just, you know, let me know that, you know, the moves are going to happen and, and all, all the superstar moves are going to happen and, you know, you have a, a role on a team, you have a job on a team where, you know, you have to do that. You know, you can't do any more, you can't do any less. You know, that's where your job is, you gotta stick to it and if you do your job and your teammates do their job, you guys follow the game plan, you guys will win. And um, I think that's kind of where it was. It was that I would stray away when I was younger to try and get some more kills and try and look for a three piece running down the field um, and always look for that. And then slowly, just was able to, to grasp the concept of 
you know, what you're supposed to do as a team player. You know, it's a team sport. And um, it was just that time with you guys on Excessive. And then when I went on to Ironman, it was like, all right, I'm leaving Excessive. I have to prove myself. You know, I, I have to prove myself to myself and to everyone else in the paintball world. Because I remember was that. I remember the very first event in uh, where we at. Yeah, we're in LA. 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 That was it in LA. Yeah. You had a really, we won that. Yeah, you had a really, really good event and um, had some really clutch points. Yeah, against the Russians. I love beating those faggots. <laughs> yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Now, Sewers, you know, you, you were one of these really aggressive front guys, a lot of innate natural ability, a lot of talent. But never really were one of those top guys that, you know, I mean, like you said, you went to the Ironman, you sat that entire World Cup. I mean, that must have stung pretty bad, right? I mean, shit, you don't even count that as a win. That in, was in your... the worst experience of my life, by far. Uh, after that event, I told myself I'd never let that happen again. So what changed? You know, I mean, because now you're finally starting to, um, you know, and, and again, it's only been a... A little bit of time that you're you're starting to hit that pinnacle, but you, you know you and Nikki were the co MVPs. I think that was a well deserved award to get for that last event. Um, you know, I talked to a bunch of people before we kind of threw that out there. It wasn't just some random shit we just pulled out of a hat, you know, and and uh, and 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 you're playing a really important role. Is it that you maybe not overthink? Because you're a smart kid, you know. I mean, are you not overthinking your moves? You know, like Kyle Spick on the Ironman, he had a really good day today, and he moved to the judo side. And he had a terrible event, the last event, because he was overthinking everything. And yeah. I talked to him a lot because um, he lives in San Diego. And uh, and, and he, that was a plague for him, you know, it was just overthinking too much. But, I mean, what do you think that it is? Um, I think the, the breaking point was, was the, me the mental breakdown of it. Because as far as I have to run sometimes, I am not as fast as people may think. I hide with my gun a lot, <laughs> and I crawl and hide a lot. Work but hard I, to get to those spots. Yeah, you know, I, I try to Jedi mind trick people instead of run through it. Mm -hmm. But I, I just, I program myself to, I don't have to get all hyper before the game. I don't have to get punched in the chest. I don't have to get 100 high fives. It was go to the gate, perfectly calm, and as soon as I make my first bunker, as long as I make that first bunker, the dude in front of me is t completely screwed. And that was my new mentality of, if I make that first bunker 10 feet away, they lose. So I kind of programmed myself into that and just got the ideal of, it doesn't matter who the other person is or like what happened the prior point. It's the focus of, man, if it looks open, it's open and I'm going to go. And if I mess up, I mess up. If I don't, then I'm going to stomp them down. And it was the, the enjoyment of stomping a few people down, I think, and living and like whatever credit goes anywhere like I really don't care but I think it was just the mental steps of make it they're gonna lose and if I think it's open I'm going and I think that was like the final breakdown was it also maybe like a, a confidence thing too because I noticed you know like Nikki never had problem with confidence you know uh, it was never it was never like Nikki I really need you to believe in yourself bro you know what I'm saying you're just out there and you just you're such a you know that, that was never an issue but, um, you know, you come from a great family. You've always been a great guy. You know, I mean, that, that's everyone knows you as a good dude. Um, but you don't really walk around like uh, I'm the shit type guy, you know? So maybe was it one of those, like, self-confidence things? Like, it took you so a while. to you're saying I do? Well, 100%. <laughs> Get out on your head, kid. <laughs> or was it maybe um, something like that? I, I, I don't to, know. To some extent. Absolutely. Like, I've never been, like, that bold, in-your-face person. 
I like kind of that that underlying role of you know stomp them in and, and walk off the field off to the side and mm-hmm. do my own thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of things did mess with my head. I think when I started getting better quick, a lot of people gave me that, oh, you're going to be really good, you're going to be really good. And it got in my head. And actually, no offense, Rich, but at the end of the 2007 season when Excessive lost all those tournaments, he basically told me it was my fault. And it was a heartbreaker, you know, heartbreaker. And, well, uh, Rich is also a hardcore ass dude. Oh Rich yeah, is like, for sure. Here's the deal, dude. You know, like exactly. Never pull any punch it. We all, you know, everyone yeah. play Rich. Yep. We all love him, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, exactly. And uh, I think even after I kind of broke through that, I started getting better. And I thought I was kind of breaking that plateau, and then a lot of people started giving me that credit. And then it would be like, okay, we're sending four dudes to the snake. Greg, go to the Dorito side. And I'm like, where? And they're like, you choose. I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I have the pressure of picking, like, am I going to run far? Am I going to run short? Am I going to play the blind spot? Oh, my God, I can't gunfight because I'm going to die. And I think I just eventually got over it, you know? Uh, like you said, a, a lot of experiences with a lot of different teams and being put in those same situations over and over again. And finally just kind of building my own tenacity. But there was definitely some head games for a long time. Yeah. And Cali, for you it's a little bit different because, um, you know, Greg plays up in the front. Nikki's all over the place, uh, and you've really kind of morphed your game. You know, I mean, you were that, you were the one. You were the front guy. You know, I mean, you were the go kill the little fast aggressive dude running people down. But you know, at, and that that jump from front player to mid player or back player is really tough because what happens is there's way more variables to deal with mm-hmm. now. You have much more in your mind to process quickly. Mm-hmm. And, and then make those command executive decisions. All right, well, my guy just bumped up. I'm going to do this. Not, oh, shit, what do I need to do? You know, and those yeah. those decisions need to happen right away mm-hmm. because those windows close fast and the really good guys, and that's why I really wanted to talk to you about this is because you're really consistent at that. And there's not a lot of guys that can do that. Mm-hmm. And you have to have guys that do that in order to win tournaments. You have to have guys that do that in order to win championships. You've morphed into that role. How did that even happen? Um, I mean, I think it kind of happened just, you know. Other than you're 23 and you're old now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I got kids. I can't run got around. Kids now. and stuff. But um, I think it, it kind of happened because. Very stuck on wood. Don't get a key. <laughs> kids are great. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, well, I mean, I think you know to give Todd credit, you know, he kind of realized that you know I can be that front guy and go forward, but I do think about things a lot on the field and sometimes I overthink things you know just if they're like just go forward just go forward just go forward I'm like well, I'm not just going to go forward into this paint for no reason mm-hmm. so then I end up slowing down a little bit or whatever but um, I think Todd really hammered it home when he, just, he was like you know I, I think that you're playing really consistent let's put you in this spot where we need you to be consistent and you know I just need you to do your job and so whatever that job may have been you know it could have been the most boring job on the field but I would have done it because that's what I thought the team needed, you know. So just kind of being a, a, a role player, not so much as you're a front guy or you're a back guy, more of a you're all around wherever we can fit you and you're going to play good or the team needs you to play here kind of. And, you know, I didn't really even think about the transition. It just, you know, just came naturally. And I think that I've always wanted to play consistent and – um just basically be alive on the field and do what I got to do to win games with the team. And, you know, I've been really blessed to have great players around me most of my career. And 
So, you know, we have those front guys, we have those back guys, so I'm going to play in the mid now, you know what I mean? Or, you know, we might not have so many back guys now, and I'm going to be a back guy now, you know what I mean? It, and I think, for me, like I said, it just kind of came naturally, and just being a dominant gun on the field, and, you know, just recognizing that, and being able to stay alive, and do whatever the team needs. When know? they asked you in the beginning of the season, because it's funny, because, you know, everyone, they watch the webcast, or... And they see these, okay, this guy's a front player, this mid player, this a back player. We just asked everybody, like, mm -hmm. what do you self-identify with? What yeah. are you? You know, it's not like we were like, oh, this guy's this guy, and this guy's that, or you have to put this down, you know? Mm -hmm. So when you, what I, I, I'd have to check, but what did you put down? What do you self-identify with? I think I put mid because... Still just have to have that. Yeah. It's quite safe back yet. Yeah. Yeah, quite safe back yet. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just a mid guy. I mean, <laughs> I think it just depends on the field and... You know who's playing good where and you know I mean the field is a big part of it you know but yeah I'd, I'd say I'm a mid guy just because I do find myself trying to go forward you know and I was a front guy and I know what that guy needs on yeah. the field and I you know identify with that really well so I'm always communicating I always want to talk to my teammates and you know let them know what's going on so all those things kind of transition to being a bad guy you know, communicating, know what's going on. and Field awareness. Yeah, field awareness and just, you know, helping your guy get to where he needs to go or vice versa, you know I mean? So that's just kind of how it happened. So let's talk about the win in Chicago a little bit. Um, what did that feel like? Fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was... Verbatim. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was... going to need uh, you to elaborate. <laughs> <laughs> The monkey off the back, really? man. We went last yeah. season without doing anything. Well, it was just cool and because that was, you guys, you formed a team and built it around to do exactly what you guys now. I understand there's a lot of tournament left here at this mm -hmm. event. Yeah. And you got World Cup coming up and then, of course, you know, 2013 and beyond. But you guys formed an, this new incarnation of Infamous to do exactly what you guys are doing right now. Um, now, you know, you're only as good as your last event, but you guys look good so far here. But yeah, it's got to be kind of. Uh, did you think it was going to happen this quickly? Nikki's Personally, gonna, yeah. Nikki's gonna say, yeah, we should have won the first event. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, man. I mean, but the players that we have and the talent that we have, I mean, player for player, you know, you look at rosters, and I think my team's the best team in the league. You know, and um, confident person to say that, you know, and I just believe it in my heart. Um, just winning that event was great for the team but i think really great for the new guys the guys that are on the team um to give them the confidence that they deserve and that they've worked very hard to get um for me it was just trying to get everyone in the mindset same thing with travis we were trying to get everyone in that mindset of we are the best team you know we can beat every team here same thing with todd you know we got Todd as our coach, and he's just job. like me. He's one of the most confident people I know, and uh, loudest motherfuckers I know. <laughs> um, it's just like kind of goes hand in hand a lot. <laughs> yeah, um, but with that being said, it was just like you know we went in and we beat down on the first two games, won the next two games, and we're like we got to buy. All right, you know we're feeling this. Like whoever comes in front of us. You know, we're ready for him. You know, we were, like, so finely tuned on that field. We worked very hard in practices, and, and 
we flew out to Chicago at CPX and we grinded and grinded. We grinded against Tampa, who supposedly taught us how to play paintball and not. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we just wanted it more than everyone else. You know, everyone wants it, but, you know, we, we took it from them. You know, uh, that last, last point, you know, I got shot and it was, you know, devastating to me. I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe I just got shot. You know, I just wanted to get the fuck off the field and watch the guys and uh, watching sewers and everyone close it out. It was just like, <laughs> you know, like that brought a warm feeling in my heart that, you know, my kids are fucking stepping up, you all know, they're becoming up. fucking men. All grows up and all grows up. Yeah. What was, and what was it like over there? I mean, you were devastating people on that drill side in Chicago, you know, and like I was saying, finally kind of had that tournament where people were just like, man, that was, that was the tournament for this kid, you know? Yeah, kind of pretty much, you know? Right. It's like, been talking about this kid for five years now or four years or whatever, and it's like, you finally stepped up, you know? Um, you know, I don't really know what it was. I think it was a comfort level, you know? The, the field setup really worked in our favor. And I didn't feel like I needed a lot of help. I could kind of do my own thing on the field. But going through the prelims, we saw every situation. We saw two on fives and three on fives. And we saw five on twos, you know. I felt like we could pull back from anything. We, If we had high bodies, we were going to win. And, like, the there was, you know, two dudes to worry about and you're off to the races. Mm -hmm. And just time and time again, you see t teams go through that haven't seen all the situations. So people kind of freak out when something doesn't go their way. And I was just perfectly calm, you know, super mellow. I think I said three words in the pit, you know. It's weird, Love honestly. It. You look at him in his face and you're like, All right, what's going on, man? Like, talk to me. What are you doing? <laughs> so but serial he's, killer he's, just, like, he's just like, I'm good. I'm like, all right, man, you're good. Keep are we all the same way? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't control myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki, stop. I can't. <laughs> yeah, you literally said I can't out loud. <laughs> I think that uh, one of the good things about our team that event was we all were playing good together. It wasn't one guy stepping up. It was everybody stepping up. And that's one of the problems we had in the previous years, you know. We had a certain player step up one game, but we all were just waiting for that guy to do something. Or, you know, we all took the initiative. Mm -hmm. And we all wanted to play good. We all wanted to win the event. And, you know, we got a buy, which was huge. We hadn't had a buy, you know, for a, you know, a long time. And it was huge. But, um, <laughs> you know, just all of us playing together and hitting on all cylinders. And, you know, I, I can't give any more credit to the team. You know what I mean? It's everybody stepping up. And Yeah, no, have. across the board. I mean, we, I got you three here just because I kind of want to pick your brains on how it went and how, you know, your histories. And that's your interesting paintball histories. But the team is really every, everyone's playing great, you know. I mean, Brad stepped up in the finals, four kill, four kills in one point. I mean, get yeah. out of here, dude. You know, like that's yeah. that was ridiculous. That was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's doesn't get any better than that, honestly. Yeah. You know, step up when your number's called. That yeah. final point, I remember literally. Nikki got shot off the break, and I was looking right at it. And I was like, oh god, you know, Nikki's supposed to protect me. Things are bad. <laughs> And the game is just going on and on and on. I keep checking, trying to go, trying to go. There's two guys on me. I'm getting low on paint. I couldn't hold my gun up. No word of a lie. I had my gun on my shoulders, and I dropped it down to my hip, and I was like, no, it's the finals, and I lifted it back up to my shoulder. Were you getting tired, too? Because I talked to Marcelo, and he was like, you know, Marcelo, I got to give him a lot of props, man. He's 
he's playing great this year. Obviously, he's the number one guy in the league, but he's actually been really honest about like he even said he's like I was he's like I was I was tired that last point. Mm-hmm. He's like I blame myself. Yeah. I would yeah. blame I blame myself for our, that loss. I was I was in that pack bunker. I was tired. You know, I'm just playing all those points. And I don't know, were you, were you guys super uh, tired? I too? can say that just because I made a stupid decision instead of diving into my bunker. I wanted to go running and shooting, and that was probably just being tired, you know, physically and then mentally on decision making. And uh, I made a poor decision on not just diving into that bunker and getting there alive. But that's what it takes, though. You know, it takes Absolutely. the full team effort because. I mean, you played phenomenally to get there, and yeah, you you got shot early in that last sudden death point. But shit, man, you you can't do it at a ten every single goddamn point. It's impossible. Yeah, so I need everybody. Yeah. It's completely impossible. But that's what it takes to win a tournament, you know. And that's when you know we we say that a lot on the webcast, man. It's you know like Shock was out there, two guys playing good today. You know, he can't win a game. You're gonna put yeah. you're gonna put two points on the board if that happens. You know. And, uh, you know, so, yeah, I mean, so you're over there in that spot, barely hold your gut up. Yeah, hiding like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> and I remember seeing Brad go from the corner straight into the god, and I'm watching his pack, and I don't see any hits. And he slides in, and he starts looking and probing, and I'm talking to the guys in the center. And I'm like, Brad's, Brad's going, man. Brad's, Brad's going. And I see him die. And then I just see him come up and fan across, and the crowd goes, fucking wild and I was like oh my god oh my god I look forward and everyone starts turning I take off running and Damien takes off running and Brad's standing in the snake and I, it was all over and at the very end I remember Damien's running and shooting and I was like Damien don't stop because I didn't want to pick my gun up so I just ran <laughs> and fell into their Dorito as Brad and Damien shot the last guys and I was just so excited I just couldn't hold up anything That's so but awesome. seeing Brad go it was just like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And then his gun just went boom, and the crowd goes crazy. It was so exciting. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you guys feel about this event right now? I mean, we're uh, we're after the first day is done. You know, getting kind of late. It's almost eleven. We'll get out of here in a couple minutes. Let you guys sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, how do you guys feel about the event, event so far? How are you playing? I mean, I like the field layout. I think the team likes the field layout. We had two really good practices. You know, we're coming off the win. You know, we're on a high. We're playing good together, and that's the best part. I mean. If we just keep playing the way that we want to play, and, you know, I don't think anybody will stop us, but, you know, we had our two games today. One was a little rained out, but, you know, a little. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah um, pissing down. <laughs> dude. You know, we had the Ironmen, and, you know, we beat, knocked them out last event, so I'm sure they really wanted to come at us. And, you know, it's just that, that step that we were talking about. Everybody's coming, nipping on our heels, you know what I mean? And we want to, yes, we won last event, but... That's not all we want to do. We want to win the series. We want to win every event. We want to just keep going. You know, we almost kind of have to just block that out and just play in the now and each point, each match, each game, everything. You know what I mean? And over all around, you know what I mean. We just have to play this event. Yeah, it's less really an achievement and more like a beginning, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look yeah. at it, I mean, That's yeah, just it is a start. Yeah, it, it is a fulfillment of what you guys aim to do, but not really. You know, it, it is just kind of like okay, we. It's a step towards that road that we've been on, and uh, now it took a big step for it, you know. But yeah. you're still, you gotta get down that and road, you know. One thing that won't matter, you know, if we don't do anything at this event, you mm-hmm. know, no one's will remember about it, you know, when looking up history. But it's in the now, like Callie just said, and winning this event is gonna put us in the driver's seat for World Cup, which is our main goal. Our main goal is to win this event and go in the World Cup. You know, get those that that extra day off, and go in there and just win World Cup. You know, that's what everyone wants to do. 
when you become a, a professional paintball player, it's like Billy Sharansky said, Super Bowl paintball. Mm-hmm. And um, if you go a year winning one event and then just fumble the rest of the season, doesn't mean dick. Yeah. I, I mean, I was on the team when we won the Chicago in 2010, and that was awesome. But the next event, we didn't do anything. You know, we didn't even make Sunday. That was the worst feeling ever. That's the first thing I said to the guys, you know, when we got home, you know, everybody settled down a little bit. I'm like, hey, listen, last time I won an event, the next event we went to, we didn't do anything. We looked horrible. I don't want that to happen again. You know what I mean? So just from the, because we have a bunch of guys who've never won a tournament before, and I wanted to make sure they knew that, you know what I mean? Because that's not something I expected to happen, going into a tournament after winning an event that you were just not even going to make Sunday. You know what I mean? You expect some things to happen. you got to remember, you're still playing the game. You're playing the team. But sport. that's the problem, is that you can't expect shit to happen. Yeah, exactly. There's no such thing as expecting anything to happen. You have to make things happen. Yeah. That's that's that fatal flaw a lot of people don't really mm-hmm. get. You know, you, you get that win. Oh, great. We're talented. That was infamous as a big problem historically. You know, I always put these superstar teams together and be like, oh, look around us. Oh, we're, we're king shit. Look at all these guys. This team's amazing. It's and just going to happen. No, everyone was always waiting for someone else to make a move. You know, just always kind of had that, you know, that, that superstar chip on their shoulders and never executed or didn't execute consistently. Yeah. You know, so that that's the next step for Infamous is to be, you know, to be like a team like Damage was from the, from the end of 2011 to the beginning of 2012, to execute consistently. Mm-hmm. And you guys have absolutely have the ability to do that but that's that's on y'all you know we do not want to be a mid-level team we want to be a high level team yeah before we close out i mean anybody want to say anything fuck (laughs) real yeah and the free world (laughs) Uh, i want to thank our sponsors our sponsors are awesome um you know empire is our main sponsor uh we have great paint evil paint axes shooting great best Um, ever yeah we got great loaders Uh, the new e-flex is you know going to be awesome for history of goggles <laughs> i love my goggles but greg loves them he wears them every time we play in the finals <laughs> every he steals time. my goggles every time we play in the finals but um yeah, uh, just want to thank our sponsors for everything any yeah. websites you want to direct people to or facebook's or um, twitter's or instagram's face- or our facebook account is la infamous um and you know our twitter's la infamous also uh we have a youtube where we put a lot of videos on from different events and that is Team Infamous on YouTube, so go check us out there. Check out JTSplatmaster.com. That's uh, the new Steve's coming out. And, uh, you know, I want to say thanks to the sponsors, all that shit, too. And uh, Kristen and Isabella, I love you. Well, uh, good luck tomorrow, boys. Greg, nothing? I'm good, man. I love the sewers family. <laughs> Pop the sewers. Serious coach us from day one. Yeah. I'll say happy birthday to my son too. He just turned one. Today? Yeah. Well, on Monday. Oh, cool. Yeah, so happy birthday, Katie. That's awesome. Well, uh I love Raza. Yeah, Todd Martinez just walked in in the dough. <laughs> Me and all quiet over there for, for one time ever. <laughs> <laughs> Is he still throwing up every morning? Every morning. Every morning. Swings and things, man. Eats away your stomach. I'm telling so you. Good. This is so tasty. What do you want to say about so Todd's coaching? Plums! Todd, where do you want us to go? <laughs> Just look at me. Well, uh, good luck tomorrow. Uh, thank you guys for Thanks, tuning man. in to the Real Deal Podcast. And, uh, thank you, PayPal Access and Dave Youngblood. You're the shit.
And uh, yeah, so tune in for more. We've got uh, tons of podcasts coming at you later on this year and, uh, you know, rest of the event here, obviously. You're not going to be hearing this for a couple weeks, but um, but yeah, t- tell your friends, man. Let's, uh, let's spread the word and uh, blow this sport up. And we'll uh, see you guys next time. Well, thanks for listening to The Real Deal Podcast brought to you by paintballaccess.com. And there's a wealth of content on the site. There's videos from the past events. There's player statistics. We have stories and blogs from the top players in the game. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. You know, that way you guys can stay in touch with all the news and events in the paintball world. And to find a local event near you, make sure you check out PSPEvents.com. There's tons of affiliates all over the world. So whatever level of paintball you happen to be playing at, even if you play rec and you want to get into the game, uh, you definitely can find it on PSPEvents.com. Also make sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, Matty Marshall SD, and let me know who you guys want to hear from on this podcast. And if you like the podcast, make sure you tell your friends about it so we can keep doing this. So thank you guys for tuning into The Real Deal and be sure to listen in next week.